Hey everybody, this is Callum, and welcome to this episode of Strathspeak. This week, we'll be discussing the occupation of the university by students with the help of this guy. Hi, I'm Max. I'm involved with the Strathclyde SSP, but mostly I'm a Strathclyde student who supports the strike and supports a decent pension for all the staff. He's going to be our man on the ground this episode. He's going to tell us how the occupation of the university offices supports the lecturers on their strike and what it's like to be in the university after hours. Currently, the UCU is on strike. Yeah. There's, a very, there's a very, very large, I think it's the largest ever in history, um, industrial dispute with the UCU because the universities and colleges represented by UUK what they're trying to do is they're trying to impose a change in the pension scheme, okay. which will, in effect, make lecturers £10,000 worse off per year in retirement. And overall, over the course of an average retirement, that's £200,000 worse off. Is that really true? It's going to be £10,000 per year? Yeah. So what happens? They just lose that money? Yeah. So what they want to, what they want to change is, instead of you getting a guaranteed pension for all the contributions that you give. Okay. It's a pretty reasonable system. I mean, I feel like Let, what you put in, you should get out. Yeah. University staff work. They put they they put in money. It's deferred wages, really. It is actually a cut of your wages. Yeah. Is my, is my understanding of it. That goes towards your pension. What they want to change it to is they want to change it to a system that the payout depends on the, on the investments made on, on the pension fund. What the UK want to do is to take the pension pot that is currently accumulated and invest it in different stocks and shares. The hope is that this will generate revenue, that few percentage, every year. However, the UCU says, and just to repeat them, that it will leave the lecturers £10,000 worse off every year of the retirement. If you want to hear more about the specifics of the strike, I would highly recommend listening to the Strathspeak special featuring the president of the Strathclyde branch of the UCU, Dr Brian Garvey, where they discuss the strike and why it's happening and the personal effects on the lecturers. So, the principal of Strathclyde isn't supporting the strike. What, no. what can you do to perhaps gain his support? Well, we think that he should be making... Uh, a statement of support he should be supporting it so we are going to be we are going to try and push him to do that and that's by taking some direct action and the direct action you're sort of proposing a an occupation an occupation that's the going term only um we are not the first ones to be looking at this i one of one university in england did it right from the very start of the strikes and it spread up north to scotland i think aberdeen Stirling, England, Edinburgh, um, Edinburgh, and I believe uh, there are plans at GU. Okay. Um, uh, an occupation of the sort of offices of the principal. Yeah, it's to it's basically to cause disruption. Yeah. We as students want to stand and cause disruption. And whereas, like the strikes, when they're going out, they're playing their drums. That's to try and cause some disruption. But mm-hmm. you're wanting to cause more sort of direct disruption. Because- mm-hmm. Well, it's not. I mean, the, the drums and stuff is just something quite fun to do. Yeah, but okay. what they're doing to disrupt is they're withdrawing their labour. Okay. The idea is that there is that all um, lectures and stuff that's m- meant to normally be happening, they're withdrawing their labour. None of that can happen. Students get, to be frank, very pissed off, as yeah. as they should be. 
and the press and pressure is put on them for for the industrial dispute to stop. Industrial disputes are not an ideal thing for any side. Everybody wants to wants to avoid it if they can, yeah. but it's important um, to show strength when it's necessary, and that is through industrial action. And that's okay. what the UCU are trying to do, and that's what we as students are trying to do. We're trying to put put pressure on management again by showing up by showing strength mm-hmm. by occupying a space that's inconvenient. So talking about an occupation, you've heard about them before on the news or just mm-hmm. sort of in your different circles. Uh, so what are your sort of assumptions going in? What do you think is going to happen? It's it's a very good question, that, and I, I really don't know. I've never done direct action before. In your head, though, you must have some yeah. sort of picture. Um, so I guess I guess my picture is what is quite correlated with what our, our current plan is, and that's to stop access to at least one of the lecture theatres. Okay. Which, you know, it's the big one on the third floor. Hmm. Um, MC301. Mm-hmm. But that's that's the plan. For, for, at least from a lecture room, um, the idea of blocking access to that is it's to cause further disruption. Like, okay. a lecture can't happen. Yeah. We're, we're going to release, a, you know, a list of demands. Okay. Um, it's, it's probably going to be similar to the other ones that have been released. Um, and if you're listening to this, it'll be it will have already been released. You can take a look at it. You know, it will just cover basic things like making sure that the staff are not penalised um, for various things uh, for the industrial action, um, and to get a public statement from the from the vice chancellor to put pressure up. Putting pressure up the ladder, he means. Up next, what it's like to take part in direct action, occupy a university building overnight and submit a list of demands. You're listening to Strathspeak. Join on March 15th outside the Strathclyde McCants building. Inside there are eight students occupying one of the lecture theatres, MC301. I tried to deliver them snacks, but I was told by a security guard. Is it cool to deliver snacks to the folk? No chance, no. How I'm come? sorry. I'm sorry, but you'll need to take that back. How, why? Listen, my friend, nothing's to go in. Nothing's to go Seriously. In. They were just taking their orders from higher up. This is a phone call from Max at the time, after I told him that they wouldn't be getting their food. There's, there's currently a distinction going on just now between people being let in and dropping off food. They're currently blocking food. Oh, really? Specifically? Yeah. Yes. Yes. That's quite strange. It is strange. I wonder why. From the very start, security, under orders for management, were blocking access to the room. No students were to be allowed their rights to join the protest. They went further and blocked food from being sent up from sympathetic people on the outside. After several hours, only a small bag with crisps and apples had gotten in. Things escalated after one student was being denied access to a bathroom, being told, 
If you leave, you won't be allowed back in. So, after they denied the food coming in, what happened next? Okay, so it reached maybe about three o'clock or so, um, and we get a knock at the door. And I open the door, and security there have got this platter of the most bourgeois-looking sandwiches you've ever seen in your life. Like, literally, like, a huge platter of them, all laid out neatly, pass them to us. And then and then another knock to say, and there's more coming, and we get a platter of, like, sliced fruit, like, you know, oranges and kiwi and, like, packets of wee nice fancy biscuits. This like, is definitely the management spread that they get every oh, Thursday. Oh, absolutely. Oh, absolutely. Um... <laughs> Knowing how much the uh, the the VC is being uh, paid, that would not surprise me at yeah. all. So, so we received this. This was the most confusing thing you could imagine for all of us, given um, you know, given how we were being denied all of these things. But as soon as the platters were in, somebody else in the room refreshed the Twitter feed and found out fifty seconds later, fifty seconds after the knock on the door. So obviously they ran up and then went downstairs, and then went on their Twitter account. We received our first tweet of the day from Strathclyde. Okay. Announcing, um, uh, regarding regarding the occupation at all, saying, students in occupation have always had access to food, water, and access to the bathroom. So what you're saying is, even though the Strathclyde Twitter account said that, in reality, that was not true? Well, they were, they were blocking food from coming up, um, water was okay. They were saying uh, they were they were allowing us to go to the bathroom to fill up our water bottles, and the and we were able to go to the bathroom apart from one student who was told that they wouldn't be able to do that. They wouldn't be allowed back in. But what we found out later on is that what had happened is that they, is that Strathclyde had played hardball on us, but it had failed. It hadn't worked. Yeah, we were tweeting out everything that was going on and if you look at the numbers it was like you know 50 100 likes and being shared around um it was a pr disaster for them so there was obviously some point when they decided to change and they totally totally changed their strategy after that yeah all meanwhile this is happening at around 3 p.m there was a big picket line forming outside yes and everybody outside wanted to get to you Yes, there was a lot of um, there was a lot of rumours and speculation stuff going round. After hearing concerned messages from members of Parliament, members of the Scottish Parliament, and other Strathclyde alumni, the occupying students issued a statement in support of the picketers outside. It was then read out by one of the union members. Comrades, comrades, thank you for the support and efforts of all you outside. We encourage our fellow students to take from our, our example in refusing to accept the neoliberal agenda that is damaging all our education and the working conditions of university staff. Individuals have been turned away. Uh, at the door to 301. 
but we would encourage you to join together and enter the building. The university has recently stated on Twitter that we took part in meaningful negotiations. This did not happen. None of our demands have been met. As a result, and in continued solidarity with QCU members and striking lecturers and staff, our occupation of room 301 will continue until further notice. About six o'clock, the building, um, the management would be leaving the building, and that would be the night. It would just be security on after that, and we kind of interpreted that as six o'clock as kind of our everything kind of calms down. This is us. Okay. Um, so what what was it like? Um, we watched a film. That was that was very good. It was a uh, it was Pride, which we felt was just you know. Very appropriate. It was all about unions. Um, the thing was, is it was actually it was quite good because management decided to take this, um, decided to change their stance, and we're trying and we're being as nice to us as possible. Like we like we were in the room today. They still had the blank. They they still had the blankets there that they gave us. They got um, some duvets from uh, from the the halls. From the Strathclyde Halls, um, so it was it was an okay night. We were comfortable enough because they were they were very much you know they don't want us to be tweeting out like that they've just turned off the heating and we're freezing. Or <laughs> that was a, it's a genuine concern because they did that at Sterling. Um, they turned off the heating to the room and they were starting to freeze. Um, apparent uh, from memory, um, apparently the heating turned off in Royal College. But they were given extra blankets. Um, so you know, to be to be frank, you know, they, they were they were nice to us after that. That night, they Skype called over a dozen other universities, and together they sang along to "Solidarity Forever," a nineteen fifteen Union album. They weren't alone. Hundreds of other students around the country were taking part in these occupations. They all really cared about their lecturers and their lecturers' futures. Right, so we are here today at the University of Strathclyde in the McCants building with the student occupation. It's half past nine on Friday, March 16th. We've just entered our 25th hour of occupation. How has it been so far for us? It's been unreal. Like, <laughs> Yeah, it's quite a surreal experience. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, I can't believe we're like sleeping on the floor of a place where I've come <laughs> for like three years to get lectures. Mm -hmm. yeah. I just come like, oh, I can't be arsed with this lecture, but now I'm literally living in this space like it's yeah. the same space where we like are taught i've, I've yeah. remembered sitting just next to where the recorder is and where we're all sitting right now yeah. and looking at a lecture and then planning my escape because i was so bored <laughs> yeah. halfway through it and uh -huh. just all sorts of stuff but yeah. now this is the space that we are occupying yeah i mean i thought it'd be worse being 
like stuck in the same. I, I've been complaining about being stuck in the same room, but I thought we'd all get like pissed off with each other really quickly and like just want to leave. And I think it helps that it's a big room. Yeah. 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 Not to expose our weakness there. Yeah. If anyone <laughs> who's listening to this is planning on occupation, get a room with windows. Oh yeah, that's yeah. yeah. Ventilation is key. Yeah. Sunlight's your friend. Yeah. <laughs> I think though, like I mean, just speaking for myself, it's quite it's been quite a heartwarming experience. Yeah. Um, like I personally have been a little bit disenchanted with the lack of this kind of action, yeah. um, on campus, and you know things like this just totally uh, restore my energy. Yeah. Um, and kind of, I feel like it, it gives us all a bit of faith that we, we can actually have an impact. Yeah. And we do have, we have power. Yeah, exactly. So before this we were like, do we have enough people? Like, is, how's this going to work? Yeah. I was quite unsure. But we've actually done it. Like, yeah. we've done it. Yeah. Do you know what yeah. was good though? It was the last night when we spoke on Skype with everybody across the UK. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was mad. So, yeah. On a human level, you see the kind of bravery, the you know, the acts of all different people at, you know, different universities and you see that you're part of something bigger. Yeah. And you know that this is affecting loads of people. And so, you know, although there was only eight of us to begin with, there was then hundreds across the UK and that was incredible. Do you know yeah. 16 universities are currently yeah. occupied across the UK? Yeah. It's the statistic that I love is that there's only three universities in the entire Scotland that are not occupied. Yeah. Yeah. Step up your game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that was like a kind of, I feel like that was a sort of emotional highlight. Yeah. yeah. Just that level of community. Yeah. yeah. Um, and that, you know, I, I thought it was it was quite lovely in a way that we were all um we were all sort of boxed in yeah. in various areas across the UK, yeah. but we, we sort of came well, not, together. Not that yeah. not that you need it is taking a whole entire town. Well, yeah. And, yeah. They're, they're in a much larger yeah. box. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah. It was able to speak with and then other people wanted to join and they couldn't yep. so they started their own occupation. Like that was really amazing. Yeah. But, but it shows as well, like even it, it, you don't need huge teams to do this thing. You just need a well disciplined, well organised sm- um, team. People who care about yeah. it, who are passionate about it. Yeah, they've got passion, they're, they're up for it and yeah. with that you can do anything. It's that factor that you can't quantify yeah. that will give you that victory. Yeah. yeah. I think it's just, yeah, like, I don't think, I think this serves as evidence that it doesn't really matter how many people there are yeah. or how many people are allowed to enter the room. Yeah. Uh-huh. But if you're just a bit fearless and mm. um, just kind of take take a bit of a risk. Yeah. Just do it. Just do it. Yeah. <laughs> Shy wings don't get sweeties. Yeah. <laughs> McCants 8 left after 27 hours, finishing up in unison with the Royal College occupiers. They were greeted by a large, cheering picket line, even in the pouring rain, but they were just pleased to see daylight. They have announced a time and a date where they have invited the Strathclyde principal, Sir Jim MacDonald, to discuss the demands made during the occupation. If he doesn't show, they vowed to take more action and start a search party for Sir Jim. The episode was produced by myself, Callum Ogilvie, with additional production help from Max. 
My thanks this episode go to the occupiers of McCants 301 and the Strathclyde UCU branch. And I'd like to thank the other occupiers at Strathclyde, Glasgow and across the entire UK. Also thanks to the many members of security who were kind with us and treated us with respect, despite harsher orders from above. If you'd like to support their cause, you can donate any spare cash on YouCaring. Just go to youcaring.com, search for the Strathclyde Strike Fund. You've been listening to a Strathspeak special on the occupation of Strathclyde University. They have taken untold millions that they never toiled to earn. But without our brain and muscle, not a single wheel can turn. We can break their haughty power, gain our freedom when we learn that the union makes us strong. Stop.